You know that Nike slogan, just do it. I have my own version. Just do it later or some other time or maybe don't do it at all. It's me, Cindy. I am an Olympic procrastinator. I'm also the star of Short Attention Span Theater. Please hold your applause. The two, I think, are somewhat related, distant cousins of bad habits. But with Short Attention Span Theater, you think of doing something and then you start, but you get distracted and diverted to something else. Like that sweater it took me 30 years to finish. I was going along until whatever grabbed my attention. I put the sweater down, then I put it away, then it was out of sight, then it was over until Adele stepped in. With procrastination, you think of doing something, but you just don't. You hesitate, stall, delay, tell yourself you're just putting it off until whenever, but in many cases you put it off until, well, never. That's where it becomes the biggest problem. I was curious about the root of the word because it starts with the prefix pro, which is usually pretty positive, meaning for, in preference, favor, advancement, toward, all sound good, right? But according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, in this case, procrastination comes from the Latin word procrastinatus. The prefix pro, meaning forward, crastinatus, meaning of tomorrow. So really, procrastination is just a big word meaning not today. Merriam-Webster doesn't even bother to define short attention span theater. But I can. It's pretty clear what it means, right? It's like when you go online to pay your cable bill, you remember you have something to do for work, but then you somehow wind up watching a really cute cat video. So you go to share it on Facebook and what was I going to do? Or you start to clean out the fridge, but then you find some apples you forgot you had. And then you think, well, maybe I'll make a pie. And then you go look for a recipe. But when you pull out the cookbook, you find a note from your friend and wonder, how's she doing? And since you're not really busy, well... You get the point. You start with one thing and then shiny, fun, tasty, whatever redirects your attention. Sometimes you never do clean out the fridge or make the pie. But sometimes short attention span theater actually works in your favor. It happened to me last summer. I'm still patting myself on the back. Early one morning, I was taking the garbage out to the street. I know, a glamorous image in your head, right? I was in an evening gown, if that helps what you're picturing. Okay, not an evening gown, truth. I was in my slackery. Just crawled out of bed, and it really doesn't matter if the neighbors see me because they all have a fair idea of who I am and probably aren't surprised to see me out front. And are those her pajamas? Carrying a bag of garbage to the can. Like I said, total glam. Well, here's what happened. On my way back from the garbage drop, I paused at the garden, tisking with disdain over the thick of weeds I'd been meaning to clear. And in a rare instance of carpe diem, or in this case, carpe weed, I bent down and yanked one out. Then another and another, and I was down on my knees, a stack of weeds piling up beside me, when I heard a chorus of angels. Ah! A light bulb went off. I was weeding the flower beds. Once I had the revelation, I went whole hog, crouched down, yanking out the offending intruders, and with the plucked garden, a big realization that all it took was getting started. I share this because I think I may be onto something. Short attention span theater, when used judiciously, can be a procrastination crusher. The key, I believe, is in the doing without the thinking. It's acting on impulse. It's not stopping to do the inventory of, is this a good time? Do I have the time? Do I have what I need? Does it matter that I'm still in my PJs? You can sidestep the guilt of procrastination by realizing it's such a common occurrence it even has its own word to define it. Or like I tell myself when it's plaguing me, there are just too many things to do and whatever it is I'm putting off must not be enough of a priority. Or even in moments under the brutal bright lights of honesty, I point to my inherent laziness, my inner slacker. She wins. 
It takes just a quick scan around the house to see how I'm implying the justification. Oh, please don't look. I'm going to keep the lights down low. But then sometimes I use every superpower I can muster to beat back the monster of I'll do it later and just do whatever it is that's looming large on my to-do list. When I do that and actually get something done, there is a huge sense of accomplishment sometimes way bigger than the actual task warranted. Like after putting off laundry till my sock drawer is empty, I feel like I earned a gold medal or deserve a Nobel Prize, when really I should just be glad I have clean socks. Today, with two bananas just a couple of days short of hatching fruit flies, which is among the grossest thing in this universe, I took out the mixing bowl, the first hopeful sign of doing something, found a recipe for banana peanut butter muffins, check, and made them. Did not let the bananas go to waste. Made something sort of healthy and had a big reward built in. When I was done, I ate muffins. That reward thing's very helpful. It's not just me or you. We could all take some small comfort knowing our brains are programmed to procrastinate. Oh, you didn't know that? It's easier to process tangible downside of the steps, all the work, the equipment, the time, whatever it's going to take to accomplish the task versus the intangible future benefits. Uh, What's that going to be like when it's over? So the downside, the tangible wins over the upside, which is the imagined. Behavioral scientists call this present bias. We can see the work it'll take. We can only imagine the results. You can trick this thinking if you make the benefits feel bigger and the required task feel smaller. Hence, eating muffins is worth the time it'll take me to mash up bananas, stirring oatmeal, and peanut butter, clearly. Plus, I found the easiest recipe I could to secure my victory. Here are some other ways to put off procrastination, (laughs) so to speak. Get it? Put off procrastination. Consider the downside of putting it off. I could have used this in school when we'd have two weeks to do a project, and I would start it the night before it was due. It always felt miserable, but I never learned to get it started earlier or finished earlier. You could pre-commit publicly, tell people you're going to do something. It can play into your brain's reward system, the one that wants social approval and doesn't want to look lazy. Committing, I'll send you the report by the end of the day, will earn you some brownie points or make you at least not look bad, and that could be enough to nudge you forward. If you'd like to delve deeper into psychology, ask yourself, Is there something stopping you from a particular job other than being lazy? Like, what's the issue? Why don't I want to do this? Does it seem difficult? You could be misjudging. Maybe it's the wrong time of the day. Maybe there's something you need to figure out first. Like, what are you going to do with all that stuff when you clean out the garage? My suggestion would be call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. They'll just come and take it away. Here's a tactic that worked for me beautifully. Visualize how great it will be, how relieved you're going to feel, how good it will look. I did that once. Here's what happened. It was spring cleaning season. I was loath to get started. So I was on Facebook and this woman I knew posted before and after pictures of cleaning out her garage. The difference was so dramatic. I was inspired to take my camera and her idea. I took a photo of the chair in my bedroom that collects clothing and the nightstand that collects books. Then I cleared off the chair and I cleared off the nightstand and I took pictures and holy crow, it was like magic. Really, toggling back and forth from photo to photo before and after was like Samantha's nose twitch. If you don't get that reference, you're missing out on ever having seen Bewitched. Simply the best TV show ever. Back to this. I grabbed my camera and motivation. I tackled my desk, the kitchen counters, the dining room cabinets. I don't know that I've ever been so motivated to do so much unpleasant work 
but I was and I did and it was spectacular. So heavily recommend. Spot the problem, take the picture, see if knowing that the after shot will be a huge improvement gives you the push to get it done. And if you still need a little push, you might add a nice reward when it's done. You know, clear off the kitchen counter, have a cookie, clean out the closet, take a shopping trip to TJ Maxx, because, you know, rewards don't always have to be food. One last thing to get you off the procrastination train. This one from Instagram co-founder Kevin Sistrom. He says, if you don't want to do something, make a deal with yourself to do at least five minutes of it. After five minutes, you'll most likely end up doing the whole thing. Now, there are a couple of reasons why this works for Kevin and probably other people. First, five minutes doesn't really seem like enough time to accomplish anything. So if you just have a little bit of time, you tend to, you know, go on, you know, Facebook. Secondly, your fear of failure on a project that seems too big or too scary to accomplish can be greatly diminished by just not starting. So if you instead break down a big project into tiny little baby steps, you're way more likely to at least get started. Writing a novel could be overwhelming, but you can do five minutes of writing. String enough of those together and you're an author. Instead of learning Italian, try learning a phrase. Here's one. Sono stanco. Say it with me. Sono stanco. It means I'm tired. One phrase down. See how easy that was? Third, getting started even briefly activates the Zygarnik effect. Yes, named after psychologist Bluma Zygarnik, who found that people remember uncompleted or interrupted tasks better than completed tasks. For instance, students who take a break from studying to focus on something else or play a game will remember the material better than students who studied without a break. Who knew? Or why that half-done chore keeps popping into your mind. Or why, once you've written a couple of pages, that novel will keep calling you. Back to Instagram guy. The five-minute rule gets you started, and then your brain will just keep nagging you to complete it, making it more likely you'll finally finish what you started. Like this. You know how long I've been meaning to share all these ideas and procrastination? Guess I've earned a cookie. <laughs> 